the evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Your push to talk is conquering you. Oh, it is. It's beat me. It beat me already. It's. I'm just not used to it. Hi, I'm Cole, and I'm a slave to technology, um, and I am playing Olrun Dawnseeker, the ASMR paladin... Yeah, ASMR Oath of Glory Paladin. It's so weird <laughs> saying that now. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm playing Saride Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirak, the Eric Hakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy, y'all. I'm Mars. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout, who's building a box fort. Box fort. And I'm Kez, and I'll be playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Fighter. All right, welcome everybody. Um, so, before we get into tonight's adventure, uh, I know that we have some announcements. Uh, we do want to mention our continuing partnership with Norse Foundry. Uh, yay, Norse Foundry! Um, do we, I? It's been it has been a minute, but we we're excited to be um, re kindling that relationship. They're fantastic people. They do um, wonderful high-end dice, metal dice, gemstone dice. Uh, I have I have a set from uh, Megan right over here of their fantastic opal, uh, opal dice. And I know everybody has some precision cut aluminums and, and some other uh, Norse metals and, and dice boxes and everything like that. Um, really is wonderful. Uh, we do have a promo code. Um, Megan, do you know what that promo code is? Yes, sir, I do. It is R-E-P-R-P-G. Nice. Rep R-P-G. R-E-P-R-P-G. That'll get you 15% off of your order, which is, uh, which is a really good amount, uh, ordering from Norse Foundry, because... You know, getting some of their gemstone dice or some of their high-end um, aluminum or metal dice, precision cut dice, are up in the um, you know eighty, ninety, hundred dollar, hundred and twenty dollar range. So fifteen percent off of that is nothing to sneeze at. So um, definitely head on over to them. We got the link in the chat, and that is uh, super, super exciting. Um, do stay tuned this week. We're going to start to roll out some, uh, new announcements and things. We're also trying to upgrade some, some technical abilities so that we can, um, continue to bring you guys great content and things like that. Speaking of which, one of our new shows that is already up and running, we do it every Thursday night at, uh, ooh, uh, why don't you guys talk about that? Eric, tell us about the archives. Have you ever thought to yourself, my, I'm curious what they think about what happened on Monday? Or, you know, what do, what does Talroth feel about, you know, hearing about his brother? All these different things come on down to our show on Thursday, The Archives, where we discuss what happened on this past episode of Disasters and Danger. And we uh, bring on some people and ask them questions about things that happened. Um, we also, if you're in chat, we answer your questions. Don't be afraid to ask them. We go off on fantastic tangents and we make ourselves and everyone else laugh or maybe just ourselves. But people are laughing and that's what's important. There we go. 
Um, so yeah, that is that is everything else. And uh, I know we just talked about this, but since I was distracted during pre-show, are there any other announcements that somebody needs to make before we get into tonight's adventure? Does not look like it. So you know what? Let's just dive in, shall we? All right. Our adventure takes place in the lands of Licht Dracht. They are lands of myth, of legend. They are lands uh, with gods at a distance. And our heroes are members of the Magnus Exploratorium. They are the archivist. They are traveling their way across the continent to a famed uh, place of power known as the Forge. And there they hope to delve into the mysteries not only of this land but of its past uh on the last episode they had a um interesting encounter with the the ayangi of the great tribes um leader of uh roaming centaur uh city and um migrant plains people and it was uh quite uh, quite the adventure, quite the moment. And so they have decided to set out west. Um, and to that end, uh, they're traveling in search of Talroth's brother as well. Well, they're, they're traveling in search of a lot of things. So uh, we, will, we will pick up with them. Uh, when last we left our heroes, you guys were in the caravan. Uh, you were making your way across the Great Plains. You'd been traveling for um, for about a week, no, about four days. It was going to take you about two weeks of of solid travel uh, across the plains to be across the grasslands to make it to the Warden's Tower, one of the Warden's Towers, and uh, on your travels. You guys had just come across, um, it was in the morning, I believe, mid-morning. You had just come across a, um, what looked like a, an aggressive scene, perhaps. A scene between um, a massive rock and some, a number of humanoids down down beneath. And a rock is very easy to see at a distance. It, it is... It is larger than a dragon, and in most cases, it, it is very, very big. It's gargantuan and and um, tremendous in size. And so, you guys are some distance away from this scene. Uh, it does seem like there are um, nets. There's a lot of flying about. The rock sort of takes off into the sky. Does does some circles. Comes comes back down. Um, you're seeing the humanoids. Uh, you can't really tell who or what they are at this distance. Um, dancing about and uh, either of them. Well, it's just tough to tell. Um, what would you guys like to do uh, at this point? Well, oh, sorry. sorry. <clears throat> it's just the one rock that we can see? Just the one. Yes. Can I um, 
can I discern whether or not the rock is being aggressive towards them and they are defending, or if they are being aggressive towards the rock? Uh, make a... I'll take nature, or... Let's do nature. Nature check, please. Hey! Uh, that's going to be a 17. Okay. Mars, what were you going to say? I was going to uh, see if I can help Sorok with that, offer him assistance to give him advantage. Okay. Um, yeah, you can. Absolutely. Roll again. Yes, please. Let's stick with the 17. 17 <laughs> it is. Sounds good. Um, Sorok, looking at it, there... It's a little hard to tell at the distance. Um, the, the rock is has done a couple of, of legitimate uh, dives that in other birds of prey, other, other massive raptors would have definitely um, caught, killed some sort of field mouse or, or whatever the comparable size would have been, right? This thing should be picking up horses by comparison. Um, mm -hmm. But you don't see it lifting off with any... Humans, humanoids, you also don't see it um, lifting off with uh, any pack animals or, or things like that. But the dives it's doing do look fairly aggressive. Um, but it, it also doesn't seem to be hurt. Rocks can be difficult to hurt at, at that size, you know. Um, but the scene is continuing, so so you've seen this a, a, at least a couple of times. Uh, well, um, I think uh, it looks like it's a bit aggressive, but I'm not sure if we, I'm not sure if we want to maybe get in the middle of that. I don't want to have a a hobgoblin situation all over again. I'm going to look around the card, see if I find Screebers. Make a investigation check. That would be a 22. Uh, you, you do not see Screebers. All right, Screamer's uh, fucked off, so... Oh, boy. And we can't discern the uh, the humanoids? Not at this distance, no. Okay. That being said, I just want to clarify something. I don't know if I told you. I did take... Um, I did take Observant as my feet. Okay. So my passive is now 21. Okay. I don't uh, know if that helps or anything. I'm just making a statement of it. I'll let you make me a perception check since, since you have that feat. I don't see <clears throat> anything. Natural one for a plus six. Uh, so for seven. I'm going to say that the at this range, because they're all... The, the, the rock is easy to see because it's lifting up into the sky. Yeah. Right? And, and it's very large. The humanoids are, are more on your horizon. So so you're looking at, at things a few miles away. 
um, you're also looking at um, things that are obscured by the tall grasses and um, sort of felled trees and things like that. So you, you you know that they're there. You can see the movement. You just don't see a lot of um, context clues. Yeah, yeah, it, a lot of details. Really, um, it's, it's you you're just too far at this point. Is it possible to see if there's any carts or maybe part of a caravan that's there? Or, or would that still be too far? You don't see any evidence of that. No, those would be bigger than humanoids. So uh, I will say that you, you don't see any evidence of that. Can we see if they're bipedal? Yeah, humanoid is inherently bipedal. Mm-hmm. Well, because I thought centaurs were... Technically, their fey or monstrosities—it—it's all a little funky. Um, But they—these are—they do not look centaur. They—they are bipedal. Okay. Yep. So, do uh, do we want to go help or? I mean, we we got a caravan to get back to ourselves. So I mean, I I have a suggestion. Um, uh, Sirak, I so I'm riding on Zephros, right? Okay. I've got my own fancy horse you got, now. You got a fancy horse now, yeah. I got a fancy horse now. Why wouldn't I? If you, um, if you got a horse, you you ride a horse. That's right. Pony. Pony. <laughs> War horse, but uh, and I and I'll say um, myself and Sirak, uh can move. Probably the two of us can probably uh, stay on Zephros. And we can get as close as possible and also give ourselves an opportunity to escape as well. Zephros is, whilst he is a horse, um, he is not a horse in the traditional sense. So I can, if I lose him, he can come back. And uh, if it turns out to be a situation in which these people require assistance, I can draw Dawnbringer as a signal for you to come in and attempt to help these people otherwise you know it could we could wind up at not not necessarily it just gives us a better chance to know the situation I'm good with it seeing no objections I'm assuming you guys are gonna start getting to this plan so I'm going to hop on the back of Zephros and mm-hmm. like just try to stand up on the butt and just like Legolas and have the bow ready and just like <laughs> on the butt of the horse. <laughs> sure, sure. Absol- absolutely. Um, <laughs> you guys get to riding. Um, the caravan trailing behind you is safe distance, but um, but other than that, the rest of the party is uh, leaving these two to be a significant distance away from them, or are you guys trying to maintain a certain proximity to them? You're driving. He's horny. He can do it. Ride your pony, ma'am. All right. There, there you go. Um... Yeah, I was looking. I was trying to look up the wingspan of of dragons by size. I think I'd have to go to the Draconomicon, uh, which was a, a three point five third um, third party source 
It was really great for Anatomy of Dragons. But uh, the wingspan of a rock is uh, upwards of 200 feet. So, um, yeah, so, so two-thirds of a football field. So from, from the end zone to about the, the, the opponent's, what, 40-yard line? Something like that, 35-yard line? Yeah. So practically minuscule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super, super small. Super, super small. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the wingspan, though. That, that's not necessarily the body, but it does give you a, a perspective on, um, on how big this is. So, uh, do me a favor, uh, Olarun and Sorak, make me one more perception check as you guys are making your approach on this. While they're doing that, I'm just going to kind of lean over to Treasure. So, uh, how long do you think before they pop the soul down? We have to go rescue them. The question is, how fast am I going to be able to get there? These hooves do not move like centaur ones. Well, look, just down, just down the card. I'll try to get as close as we can, but she. I mean, if we need to hide to let out of here, I mean, run. Saride is filing her nails. Okay, Sounds I got a good. twelve. All right, twelve for Olorun. Please, I got a thirteen. A thirteen. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, you you guys are riding up, and you're you're. Keep hitting the grasses. You're bouncing along on the horse. Um, you know, it's 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 a few minutes, and it's actually you're you're getting. I'm going to say within about a, at least halfway there. You're at least a, a, so like a mile away when you can really get a good look at the individuals. Um, you don't see any blood. You don't see any um, signs of of battle. Um, there are some nets that are being um, sort of uh, tossed, and you see the uh, on one particularly fantastic dive, the the rock um, catches it and sort of uh, uh, tosses it between uh, talons, and then um, wheels back around and, and drops it um, in a in a specific location. You can see that the people that are there, looks like there are about six of them. Um, looks as though four of them. Uh, four of them are dressed similar, and two of them are dressed uh, similar to each other, but different than the other four. They all seem to be human or elvish. None are um, small creatures, gnomes or halflings or goblins or anything like that. They do seem to be of civilized races. They don't appear to be um, hobgoblin uh, or um, goblinoid in in specific. Um, one of them does have sort of a deep ashen gray skin, uh, and he seems to be paired with a uh, individual who is a little more of a of a tanner uh, brown. Uh, her dreads um, a mix of white and blonde um, sort of braided back into into a high uh, high ponytail. You can tell that they are everyone here seems to be uniformed 
and that's about as good as you got um, at about a mile out. They do seem to have noticed uh, notice you, but they they don't look. Um, they haven't reacted defensively or aggressively in any way. They're kind of letting you piece everything together. I'll uh, turn to Sirak and I'll be like, "Well, this doesn't look to be." Uh confrontation of sorts if that makes sense yeah if anything it looks like they're just trying to catch it I think well I, I, it, it seems weird I don't think if they're trying to catch I think I feel like they're like playing with it in a way yeah uh, let's like hmm what do you think just like Get closer slowly. I say, you know, don't look threatening. You know, I mean, that it, it's you know, uh, it, it really, you're really, <laughs> Ciroc, you're really, bowl, bow strung, three arrows. Who's threatening? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to, you might want to, you know, you don't need to have your bow at full draw. You know, all right, all right, you know, arrows back. Okay, so let's. uh you know, let's uh, try and get some information, I guess. You know, make sure that these people are okay. <laughs> I'm not seducing the rock. <laughs> Coward! <laughs> Look, you taught me the moves. I might as well use them. <laughs> Has anyone in this party ever seen a rock? Cha-cha, <laughs> <laughs> cha-cha, cha-cha. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get closer, you know, everything's gonna stay, you know, all the weapons are gonna stay sheathed, not, not, not trying to look intimidating or anything like that. I'm just trying to, to get closer and see if there's, if one of them, you know, like peels off to, to talk or anything. Okay. Yeah. About, um, let me see. Do it this way. I enjoy random numbers. So at about 100 feet, um, one of the uh, one of the two individuals, the gentleman, which you can tell now is half orcish, um, bald head, uh, looks shiny as though he he took the time to buff it. Um, steps away from from the rest of the group and the group is a little spread out um he, he and his partner uh the the richer skinned uh female is um were the ones sort of working with the net and so he he steps uh he steps back a few feet and gives a light jog kind of in in your direction just to put you think a little bit of distance between him and and his partner and um, and he, he calls out to you guys, um, Careful there! You may not want to get too close. Yes, uh, we wanted to try and approach this uh, relatively uh, cautiously, but we just wanted to make sure that uh, on our travels you were okay. Is everything all right over there, sir? Yes, kind of you. No, we're, we are quite well. Thank you. Um, yes, about there. Here, I'll let me come your way. 
and um, and he'll he'll give a um, I'm gonna say like a power walk's worth of, of pace to it. He's he's not gonna run, um, but he 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 gets going. And as you guys start to get a closer look at him, um, I would like you to make history checks for me. You can tell that he is in armor. Um, he does seem to be wearing a uh, I think half plate or scale mail, whatever the, the upper end of medium armor uh, does tend to be. What'd you get, Olarun and Sirak? Got three. Plebe. Um, I got seven. Seven. Okay. It's not looking pretty today, guys. It's not. It's not looking good at all for you guys. But what I will tell you is this. You have no idea what division or or what he may work, who he may work for. But um, you do recognize the um, the black the stylistic black oval that sits to the center of um, people that work for the Republic of the Black Jam. So so you you got that far. Even with a, a three and a seven, you you lived long enough. You don't know what state highway you're on, but you know. That's a state highway sign, right? Like, like that's a, that's what you got. Um, so he comes making his way over. Um, takes him a, a, you know, thirty seconds, a minute, two minutes, something like that. And um, <clears throat> it's very kind of you to stop. I um, have to warn you, though. It's still a um, rock and training, so. It's sometimes prone to grabbing a bit of its own food. So, please, we, we'd like to keep um, distractions to a minimum. On, on the uh, a, a rock in training, that's quite impressive, sir. Yes, uh, um, well, <clears throat> we do train them. It is... Um, Part of our. Where are you from? You, you notice he's sort of he's he's getting the thought that. Wait a second, I don't know these people. I should maybe <laughs> I shouldn't start just telling them everything I I know. It's Hagrid. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't <laughs> have said that. Should not have said that. Um, oh, I. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> um, I. I... <laughs> that was how it goes. Eric, you go. I'm done. <laughs> Originally, I'm uh, from a circus. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I'm from. Originally, I'm from the Republic, but uh, I've been uh, coming down here for some work. Oh, all right. Go ahead. I was uh I'm I'm I was born here, but uh, my uh, my parents are from the Republic. Hmm. Two children of the Republic, then. Wonderful. The, the um, burden training is uh, was originally slated to be a part of the Rockhawk Legion. And sort of narrows his eyes at you, looking for 
for a bit of um, recognition. And and you do. You do recognize the, the name as soon as it is mentioned. Um, the Rockhawk Legion is one of the, the most famous units in... Um, in the the Republic's military, um, their stock. Um, well, actually, you guys don't know this because you failed your history checks. So <laughs> there's nothing else I can tell you. But you know the name, and you know that they are a famed legion. Would we know? Would we know? Being children of the uh, children of of the Republic, mm-hmm. that. Emperor Don Dorian, in one of his many titles, was the commander of the Rockhawk Legion. Um, what is your intelligence modifier, Olaron? It is a 12. So it's a plus one. A so plus it, is, one. it is a plus one. Okay. Yes. However, my mother was a bard. Your mother was a bard. It's a shame you didn't listen to her. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Huh, uh, you don't listen to bards? That's an interesting <laughs> trend on your Are we going to get into this now? Because we can. We can get into this. You, so, you, uh, you wait till I get back to camp. So, uh, so uh, what? Uh, I'm so sorry. What is what is your name, sir? Lowen. Lowen, that's with two L's? No. No, that's elvish nonsense. One L. One uh, L is yeah. all you need. Those crazy elves, I tell you. Lowen is just Lowen? No, uh, no. I mean, or is it like Commander Lowen? Is it Captain Lowen? Is it Chief Justice Supreme Lowen? <laughs> Gravis Lowen. Gravis. Thank you. Trainer uh, of Rockhawks. Trainer of Rockhawks? Fourth um, private. Well, Forgive me, but if you guys are the the Rockhawk Legion, and I've, I've heard stories. I mean, Trainer of Rockhawks, fourth private among the second division, Company Two O Four. Fourth private, second division, Company Two O Four. Company Two O Four. Yep, that's going to come important later. Um, so. What are you, uh, if you guys are the Rockhawk, don't you have, like, an entire, like, uh, an entire rookery with, like, a whole bunch of eggs and rocks and baby rocks to trim? What are you guys doing all the way out here? Well, rocks need room to move, first and foremost. Secondly, yes, as the name would imply, there is an entire legion to the Rockhawks. And... We're here on. Make a um, make a persuasion check for me. Hey, rolled an eighteen with a minus one on persuasion. That's going to give me a seventeen. He looks at you both very intently, and you can tell he's sort of mulling it over. But he does. After a moment, uh, sort of convinces himself that that you're probably fine to talk to. Um, Well, it's mostly, mm, I wouldn't say they're classified, but we're here on a diplomatic overture. 
Ooh, diplomatic. Yes, that's right. Who are who are we? We are. I. I didn't think the Republic had um, diplomatic problems over here in Lickdrock. Well, it's not necessarily a problem, but it is an attempt to establish stronger relations with the native peoples of Lickdrock. Ooh, so like the, uh, well, the, which native peoples? Are we, t- are we talking about the, he, the um, are we talking about, uh, he casts his eye over his shoulder and, and he sort of looks over to the, um, to the four individuals that are, that are there with them. Um, at this distance, hundred feet, you guys can see they are, um, primarily elven. Um, they have their own tabards on, on, uh, they wear, they wear their own insignias. You guys can make a history check on those, those tabards if you would like. Oh, spicy four. That's a seven. I'm so done with these digital dice. It's killing <laughs> also, me. Also, <laughs> can I say the best thing about the digital dice having D&D Beyond open right next to me is that, like, right before you tell me, it pops up in this new, like, game log feature, and it shows me your dice rolls, and it shows me just... And I can see the look wipe over your face as I get the information, and uh, I don't want to say it's beautiful because it's terrible, but also it's just real funny. <laughs> Um, he, he watches you guys, oh, struggle. <laughs> and kind of looks back, and he looks at them, and he looks back at you. The uh, tabard that they are wearing is a rich purple and gold, um, embroidered with um, silver and gold thread. Uh, you see stitched among the, the purple field a... Um, a tree, but in and amongst the tree is the branches grow very northerly, very much straight up. They don't really branch out, and it does. Um, there seems to be points that are in a very symmetrical sort of sort of pattern. Um, and he and he just sort of looks at you like it the the. Eight tears of Shalaren. Of ah, course. Shalaren, yes. It's not but a few days that way. Yeah, right over right over there. <laughs> oh, what, <laughs> oh the, yeah, dog. To the south. Yeah, if, you know, it'd be, it'd be funny if we just passed by there and we didn't even realize it. It'd be, it'd be real funny if that were the case. I think we did. No, right, of course. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Lowen, I also just realized that we have done you a grave disservice. Uh, my companion's name is Sirach, and uh Just Sirach? No title or last name or division number? Perhaps some sort of company <clears throat> name? <clears throat> yes. Th- thank you. I will continue from here. I am Sirak of the Archivists, a member of the Magnus Exploratorium. 
and adjunct professor and protectorate of the realm. Thank you. He, when you say that you're of the Magnus Exploratorium, he sort of goes, really? And yes, but I hope it's not civics you're teaching. Now it's it's manners. Lessons are at eight and twelve. Maybe you should come uh, come to a class. I'm afraid I just turn. Show. I'm just smiling at this entire exchange because mm-hmm. it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, he just sort of pretty sure I'll be um, pretty sure I'll be busy that day. Teach. <laughs> uh, and how close is he to me? Or are we within like relative distance? Yeah, he's maybe twenty feet away. Close enough for you. Uh, probably like ten. Close enough for you guys to talk comfortably. You don't need to shout in in any anyway. But you're on a horse and he's trying to look at both of you. So he's not like right next to you guys. Um, I did actually finally find it um, according to the Draconomicon of 3.5 a um, Colossal, which is a, a, a yeah, the top, a size category I don't think they even have in 5th edition. Uh, colossal Red dragon's uh, wingspan is between 60 and 150 feet. So the wingspan of a rock is um, considerably larger. Well, sir, uh, my name is um, Olarun Dawnseeker, son of Gareth and Seraphine Dawnseeker. Um, it has uh, been a pleasure speaking with you. And... Uh, it has uh, been quite enlightening. I, we appreciate your time. We should, shouldn't hold you up any longer. Seraphine Donsinger. Yes, that's my mother. I think I heard her play as a child. She's quite good, isn't she? From what I remember, yes. What song did she play for you? I was but a boy, so the... Slower ballads were, um, I don't mind saying, not to my taste, but she did end the evening with a uh, jaunty dancing tune of um, boys returning to town. Those were always her favorite. She did enjoy getting the people to dance. She she kind of uh, occasionally likened it to a puppet, a puppeteer show, how much you can do just by plucking a few strings and what you can make other people do and how make them feel. That's oddly disturbing. Um, I will now look back on that wonderful childhood memory far differently. So I hope you all have a wonderful day. <clears throat> Best of luck. that was it that was it for him everything else he was sticking in there but um but yeah that's that's the moment (laughs) that tracks you know 
You know, and Saride keeps telling us how difficult these diplomatic meetings are. I think we handled that with charm, grace, and could I possibly say joie de vivre? I think we handled it with a plum. Uh, I think we nailed it, actually. Yeah, I would say so. I'm proud Let's of get us. back. Let's yeah, sure. Wait, quick, pound it. And then we, and I, I, I fly, I, I ride Zephyros back to the cart. Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it takes a few minutes. You guys in the cart, uh, do, do meet up. Um, I'm going to let you share with your party as much or as little as, as you think is appropriate for what just happened. A fantastic and accommodating meeting of the minds, but I... yeah. Um, as as we get back, I would say, well, um, they don't look to be in any danger. Um, it's actually they are members of the Republic of the Rockhawk Legion that are currently training that gargantuan creature. Uh, so uh, I do believe that it's probably best within our best interest to continue on our journey. You know, I think what they were doing, because um, they said they were trying to establish better diplomatic relations with uh, the natives of Lake Drock, I think they were trying to teach the elves of uh, the A-tiers of Shayla uh, Ren, I think they were trying to teach them how to train rocks. Oh. Yeah, uh, so <clears throat> there was uh, the, a big, uh, shiny, bald half-orc. Uh, well, I mean, his head was shiny. He wasn't shiny. He had armor, though. Really nice armor. Um, what was it? It was uh, Gra Gravis Lowen, 4th Private, 2nd Division, Company 204. Uh, but yeah, he's a trainer of Rockhawks. Is that Lowen uh, with two L's? Uh, you know, I asked that specifically, and he said, no, just one L. Twitch their own. I, I, yeah, I, indeed. Um, it mentioned that it was some elvish nonsense. Well, that's rude. What else did this uh, gentleman mention? Um, again, that they were uh, setting up uh, bettering diplomatic relations with the uh, natives of Lickdrocht. And uh, we saw a bunch of uh, we saw a couple elves there, and they were wearing the uh, the armor, the uh, the tap. What? I'm sorry, Cody. What was that tabard. word? Tabard. Tabard. Thank you. Uh, they were wearing the taverns of the eight tiers of Shayla Ren. Really? Mm-hmm. Can I make a history check on anything that might have to do with diplomatic relations between the Republic and here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've rolled so well, I don't know why you would need to roll again, but understandable. I actually didn't roll that great this time. I got a total oh, of 13. No. Oh, <laughs> Professor Kez. So, um, you, I mean, in a, in a, hmm, you know, in general that, um, the Republic has, has been here not terribly long, um, in the grand scheme of things, about a generation. 70-ish years since the uh, turning of the glaive. And they 
have some military posts that um, haven't extended past the Blood Gulch River. Um, that's about as as far as official um, bases and presences and things like that have gone, at, at least here in the central uh, portion of Lake Drock. They have made some, I would say, more westerly contacts uh, around the southern part because southern issue of this continent because they could sail further over there, right? The... It is, that's part of why the Magnus Exploratorium is is there. Um, one, to learn about local cultures and um, to, to create good sort of first contacts with a lot of these people. But the, the military does operate under its own um, stratagems, right? They, while they are both state-funded organizations, they are the left and the right hand, essentially, um, or, or to some extent. Right. So it's not, um, it wouldn't be out of the question for scouts or other peoples of the military to uh, try to reach out. And it makes a little, a little more sense to you, uh, Treasure, because you, got, you do remember the Tears of Shayla Ren often serve as a sort of um, menagerie or sanctuary to, to a variety of beasts. And um, if you would like to make a nature check... Um, I would. Follow up with that. That was a bit better. 17. Um, as far as you remember, and you're not 100% on this, but um, rocks are either not indigenous or extremely rare here in, um, in Lickdrocht. So, of course, I share that bit that I know with everyone. Ooh, so they're, uh, they've never really seen one of these before. I mean, possibly. It's possible, but they, they've probably seen a lot of very other rare creatures. So teaching them, if nobody else, is probably safer than, say, just teaching a random soldier who's not even dealt with creatures before. I mean, they didn't seem like they needed help. They actually told us to kind of, like, stay back the it could be, they're still trading it, and it could be just a little bit uh, unpredictable. With that said, if somebody told you that they were training a T-Rex after we just came across one, and it is much smaller, and probably equally aggressive, you'd probably go around that, wouldn't you? So I suggest we go. We find Screevers, wherever he is, and go around. That's why we came back. I don't think we really had any business being involved in that. I'm going to start maneuvering the cart around. Okay, yeah. Um, hearing Sorak's uh, scream for him, uh, Screepers pops his, his head up, having buried himself somewhere in the luggage. What? We're headed away from the big bird. There's a bird? 
We're we're leaving. We're don't worry. You, you keep doing your thing, sir. What do you mean we're leaving? I didn't get to see the bird. Okay. Uh, look there and just point up to the rock in the sky. That's not a bird. That's a mountain. No, no, no! It's a bird. It's it's moving. You never seen a mountain move? No, I I I never have seen a mountain move. Really? Really? R really? Okay. I mean, seems kind of lame, but whatever. <laughs> so that's a bird. That. Yeah, yeah, it's a bird. It's called a rock. See? I told you it was a mountain. God, I walked into that. <laughs> walked right into that. Didn't even plan it. <laughs> oh, my lord. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Alright. <laughs> don't know what you guys woke me up for, but I'm gonna lay down. Take a nap. The screamers goes to sleep. <laughs> yes. Question. Yes. It is the 28th of mask. Yes. When do we have ghost day? Is that on the 30th? Ooh. Because it's according to the moon, right? It is. It is on the darkest night of the month of mask. If you guys have anything to discuss amongst yourselves and give me a few minutes, I can calculate when that is. And or would be. Okay. So if it is important to you, um, which it seems like it is, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Can I sidle up to. Can I sidle up to uh, Talroth as we're, we're riding? I think that's the only way one can approach him. Oh yeah, because you can't spook him. Because otherwise, all of a sudden, you 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 lose track of him and he disappears into time. Hey, I was good all the room. What's up? Hey, I uh, I just wanted to check on you. See how you're doing. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I mean, I ain't nothing like planning on uh, kind of like a big old size thirteen boot. Uh, actually, wait, what what size shoe do you wear? About a 12. Might need to borrow one of those boots uh, for when we uh, come across my brother. Got a couple things to stomp. I mean, uh, <clears throat> ask him. Yeah. I figured as much. Um, I know it's not easy necessarily hearing what you just heard. Um, so I just wanted to see where your head was at. I mean, I'm still trying to figure a few things out with all that. It's, uh, you know, when you're kind of told the same story growing up and you know the story, you know what to expect. 
but then they come across a history book and it tells you something completely different. That's kind of where I'm at right now. So, so a nice uh, case of family revisionist history. If that means that uh, I'm pretty sure that my dad lied to me, yes. <laughs> I just hand you a, I just hand you my flask. I just take a swig. Yeah, the thing is, I ain't sure if he did lie to me or if maybe I might have misunderstood something growing up. I mean, hell, I was a kid when all that went down, so maybe I'm remembering something wrong. I don't know. Possible. That kind of stuff happens. You know, your brain thinks of your younger memories a little bit more fondly than probably you should, but all I know is it's I mean, I'm an only child, so I don't necessarily know what it's like to really have a brother. But, you know, I, what I do know is what it's like to have you. So, no matter what that guy says, I got your back, man. That is most definitely appreciated. Because, oh boy, I mean, uh, I know I joked around and all about uh, calling in a favor when uh, we went down to go get your sword. Um, <laughs> what do you know about killing wizards? Oh, this one's free. That's good to know. Um, and yeah. I'll, hand, I'll hand them back the flask after taking another swig. I'll I'll take a swig and just kind of, you know, just kind of continue riding next to him in some way, shape, or form. That sounds good. Um, it looks like the... It looks like it was actually on the 5th of Mask. Oh, we way missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Republic holidays are. You guys weren't in weren't in any, um, like Republic cities or anything like that. So, it's it's tough to keep track of those those holidays in um in a very different place, you know, and um. Yeah, so it would have been, it looks like, the 5th of, um, of the 5th of Mask. Yeah, it traditionally takes place either very early in the month or very late because of the Moon of, uh, Moon of the Oak, um, which, uh, ends each month, um, begins and ends each month in its full state. That's why the months are, are tracked in 30-day periods, because that very consistent moon um, has a 30-day moon cycle. I can't tell you what the sun is doing on our planet. I am so impressed that you can keep five different moons. The uh, the Donjon tool is, uh, you know, it lets you sort of calculate in some things, and then it, it spits it out to you. It's it's a very good tool, and if you've never kept a uh, calendar in a campaign, I I recommend it. It's it's very interesting. Um, 
sort of having those things. It also gives us like celestial body events and things like that. So it's it's really cool. Um, to the forge, to the, to the forge, secret lab, to the secret lab. All right. You guys continue uh, on your way out across the grasslands. Um, would all of you do me a favor and roll me a percentile? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Um, yeah, roll me a percentile, please. When you are ready in book order. 18. 89. 24. Okay. 99. Ooh. 22. Okay. Sounds good. Um, you guys, uh, I apologize. I did want to ask, Sirach, because you didn't, um, you weren't at the conversation last week just as a player. It, did you want to go to Shayla Ren? Giant face city with a bunch of animals. It, it, it's basically, it's like, did you want these tacos? They're great tacos. We have put ghost peppers on them. And so you're like, oh my, I do want them, but it might kill me. Um, I'm okay. Okay. Right now. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I just, I know that, um, I don't want you to feel like you, you were missing out because you were not here for a week. If, if that makes sense. I was here in spirit. And by you that, were. I mean, I was watching. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Good, good, good. I just wanted to, um, Wanted to Thank double you. check on that. Yeah. Thank you. So. 99. I apologize. I'm double checking some things here. If this kills us all, I ain't apologizing. The dice just rolled that way. I thought it was a 69 at first, and then I turned the dice. I'm like, oh. Okay. Sounds good. And opening up the map. Oh, that poor, poor explorer that has so many, so many tabs open. The life of a DM, everybody. Yeah. Yep. And you ask about the calendar, and then suddenly you need the other tools, and it's a thing. Tabs on right. tabs on tabs. So, about five days into your journey, that's when you guys do encounter the rock. Um, yeah, because you actually hadn't been um hadn't quite past Shayla Ren yet. So you guys were still making your way past it. It's a large area. It does occupy mm -hmm. um a, a good chunk of of map as it is uh, going there. And Mars roll me a D ten. Dun dun dun. Doobie -doo boom. That's a three. 
Okay. Three days after you meet the rocks, the Rockhawk Legion and the um, emissaries of, of Shayla Ren. So that makes it the first of... Savages. Thank you. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Mm -hmm. Savages. <laughs> um... Across the field, you, you do see something sort of standing up and out. It's in the late day sun when you guys are observe, um, nearing the end of your travel day. Days do get shorter, but you are having to press on, eking out the last bit of daylight with every footstep that you can continuing to wake up earlier and earlier as the sun rises. And in the late bits of the day, you see what looks like some sort of um, building or, or large um, castle or ruin. Not quite sure. Um, it's tall enough, and out here in these flat lands, it's stands out to to be sure. And there is, um, it's probably your best guess, maybe four stories high. Um, so you you caught a a look of it, well, maybe an hour or two ago, and um, unlike the shifting grasses. You don't see any any sort of uh, mirage to it. You're you're very certain it is it is there. Um, you guys could press ahead and try to make it to that place tonight. You could break a little early and, and explore it tomorrow. You can circumvent it um, if you would like, but that's that's what you see in the distance. I'm gonna say Talroth, uh, since you rolled for it, you're you're the one that notices it first. Um, if you'd like to bring it to the other people's attention, you may, but if you do not have to. Uh yeah, I'll just kind of point it out to everybody. It's like anybody have an idea what that is? Think it might be safe to go to, or we're just camping out on the star skin. Treasure kind of squints. I think it's a wizard's tower. I mean, it's out in the middle of the nowhere and it's tall. I feel like it might be a wizard's tower. They like those weird things. Is this a point we have on the map? No. Okay. Thank you. I was just looking at the map and I was like, is this on here? Or no? There should be. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is it the warden tower? But if we rolled for it, no. The, the map is only as reliable as the people that made it. Um, so... You you notice that there there are some huge swatches of nothing on the map, and sometimes there's nothing there, and sometimes there is. So, cool. That's you. You do not have that marked down on your map. Okay. 
Ooh. Oh. What do you think's... What do you think's in there? And you said we were about a mile away from it, or...? A couple of miles. You could make it there tonight if you wanted to. Maybe an hour. Is it too, is it too low lit to make out any details of the architecture, like I mean, elvish, the, dwarvish, or the sun is directly behind it? It does not look dwarvish. I, I can tell you that absolutely. Um, it looks um, elf adjacent. There there are some um, some soft flowing lines to it, but elves do a lot of growing and natural. Um, Habitats. They they you know sort of feng shui their trees into their building designs and things like that. Doesn't seem to have done that. Um, looks looks old. Looks broken. Um, stone and wood. Do we want to check it out? I mean, the last wizard tower we went into, and I'm going to say this is a wizard tower, I have no idea, but that is what I am guessing, decided to beat the ever-living crap out of you and Stitch with animated sticks. Okay, okay. They were brooms. Now, I'm pretty sure there were sticks, and I didn't see no hay or anything on them. Alright, they might have just been stabs. I mean, it's shelter for the night if we wanted to clear it. Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Um, hey, uh, I think I might be misremembering something, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting a little paranoid, but uh, didn't we have some kind of little magical thing that kind of sussed out things? Uh, something like, I don't know, I'm, I might be mixing something. Sorry, just realized I kept the accent going eh. uh mars asking the group didn't we have something to detect like undead or creatures or something or am i just looking at my wrong nose i mean i can see uh i mean i can check for things um yeah i'll expend a spell slot okay uh oh we've had a long rest you have yeah, I will spend a spell slot, and I will cast um, my uh, primeval awareness. Okay. Um, within one mile, I can sense any aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead present within one mile. Okay. You want to get you want to get so that the fortress was like within the mile. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're at least getting that close. So we'll say yes. you, you get within, like, let's say three quarters of a mile of it. How's that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You guys, uh, at this distance, you can see it a little more. It is more than just uh, a tower. It was uh, more than ever a simple tower. It does look to be a um, a fortress and a surrounding town um, behind... Maybe town is a bit much. Hamlet, um, more than just the the fortress or castle would be. 
right? There are stone walls that do encompass it. And it is fairly large. Um, it's a little odd that it's not on your map. There is on the parapets uh, in each of the guard towers along the walls, there are stone reliefs. Um, they sort of cap the towers um, of great dragon heads from a wide variety of both metallic and chromatic dragons. Um, you guys can make checks to see how long it takes you to figure that out, but I'll say that you do. Um, as Tarak kneels down into the grass and, and begins preparing uh, his primeval awareness, um, checking the dirt, smelling the wind, uh, listening and, and just sort of feeling it in his his feathers and his bones and his gizzards, all of those sort of sort of instinctual things. Um, what creatures does it detect? Aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead. I will say you do not sense fey. Um, you don't sense aberrations. Uh, maybe you might sense aberrations. I don't honestly know what aberrations are all the time. Are those are those. Yeah, I think that's um, beholders and such. There are definitely no celestials. There's definitely no fey. Um, all the all the nasty shit that's there. Yeah. You feel it. So I sense aberrations, dragons, elementals, fiends, and undead. You don't sense dragons actively. You don't sense dragons at all. No. Um, so, uh, so fiends, undead, absolutely. I reserve the right to change my mind on aberrations um, mm -hmm. because I don't honestly know. I might there might be an aberration in there. I just don't recognize it as an aberration. Um, I will say you do sense some. Small elementals, uh, but when you're dealing with fiends, that, that sort of makes sense. Um, a lot of times they come in a package deal, <laughs> as it were. And you'll see Sirach, like stand up and like turn around with like a little bit of like shock on his face. And just be like, um... <clears throat> So, I'm not really seeing anything other than the city. Um, my, my, I can't really tell if it's coming from the city per se, but I'm getting a feeling that there are, uh, like, we're dealing with elementals, fiends, undead, aberrations, possibly. I'm getting all of that sense. And... There's a good sense it's coming from that city. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of a lot of not of the best shit is 
within one mile of us. That's what I can say. And since that's the only thing of note within a mile, I'm going to kind of figure that that's what I'm feeling. I'm getting a few flashbacks here to uh, that La Rochelle's tower. Do we want to try to take care of it, or do we want to try to skirt around it? I am of the vote of not our circus and not our monkeys. We got a forge to get to. I I understand, but I, I do worry about anyone else coming across it. Right, so that's two, four. Anyone else? That was one. Um, sorry, go ahead. You do it. Oh, no, no, because it's Olaroon and Dame Judy Dench. Hmm. Dame Helen Mirren. Hmm. <laughs> he hasn't piped up at all during any of this, so fix your face. My face is fixed. <laughs> I mean, part of me has got a little bit of a curiosity to check it out, I'll be honest. Um, Sirog? I'm really curious about it, and it seemed like a really nice place to maybe try to spend the night. And then I sensed everything that I sensed. Now, it could not be that city. But also, it could be like that city. <laughs> like that little town. I don't know. I kind of I want to check it out. Because maybe it's not bad. Maybe I'm sensing something else. Maybe they have like a weird circus that has aberrations and fiends and elementals. Right. Talroth and Saride. What, what are you guys thinking? Maybe we can get a little closer. I mean, see if maybe something does jump out at us. But yeah, like like I said, I'm kind of getting a lot of flashbacks of that La Rochelle's tower coming off of this. I mean, even some of what you sense and kind of seem to match up back then. Hell, maybe for all we know, this might be another one of his towers. So we know what to expect. Maybe. There's no harm in getting a closer look. All right. So we should cautiously head forward. Okay. You guys prep your camp. Um, you, you, how close do you want to set camp to the walls of the city? Do we want to set camp like right where we are at about three quarter mile away? I'd say you could do at least half. Uh, half feels safe. I can, yeah. I can tell you. That. Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. You guys set the camp. 
about half a mile away. And the rest of you... So, it is into the evening now. By the time that you have traveled to, to be this close, the light has um, dimmed uh, from the sun and the stars have emerged uh, in the heavens overhead. It is a clear night and just because I have it up and out and have done it, might as well look. There is um, one half moon, one three quarters full, and one quarter full moon. The other two moons are uh, new. They are dark. So there is some moonlight uh, coming in through the skies, and on a clear night, this is a decent amount of, of light. The moons are dimmer than our moon is, but they do still they do still give some some light on a on a clear evening. We are all you... have dark vision, yeah. Okay. As you guys are walking up, yep, we get the bird goggles on. It sounds good. As you guys are making your way to the um walls of the city. You can see immediately there are many signs of, um, of battle. There are signs of broken stones and masonry. There's bits that are charred and uh, that are shattered and you can see some of it burnt in in acid does seem to be a fair amount of fire damage that has has been done here um as you guys are making your way forward there is a large broken sort of breach in the side of one of the walls it looks like the main um, gate to this fortress, for lack of a better word, uh, faces the south. But it does appear that uh, along the eastern wall, there is some, some, that's where the great shattering of that wall took place. The stones are thrown hundreds of feet in all directions. Some of you may stub your toe or trip on them, not in any sort of loud way, but the grass has long grown over them. You can tell that the whatever battle took place here was long ago. Yes. Does it look like the wall was imploded or exploded? Um... Were they trying to get in, or was something trying to get out? In. Well, that's good. Okay. That, at least it wasn't like, we built this town to keep Godzilla in. <laughs> it has been released. Now we fucked. So that that's good. Okay. Phew! <laughs> Take that off the list. Okay. Someone call King Kong. <laughs> You guys are still outside the gate. Um, are you attempting to come in 
quietly, stealthily? Are you trying to... Um, how are you guys approaching this? Can we... I'm sorry. Uh, can we discern any, like, movement of, like, guards that are posted by chance? Or, like, I anyone... With your passive 21 perception, you have not noticed any guards or movement yet. Or lights? No. No, no distinct lights. Any smoke? No. This place? Disembodied child's laughter. <laughs> Maybe. Is there? Is there? Not yet. So it seems whatever was in this place is... I'm guessing it's fairly abandoned. I don't... I can't... I can't discern any movement, any anything. Should we... Oh, do we want to check the gate and head in then? Well, is the gate up? The gate is up, but you guys can literally just walk through the east wall. That's actually the direction well, you're approaching from. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, we, because if the gate's down, I'm just like, we got a hole in the wall we can just yeah, go through. The, you, you do not see, you, you actually haven't, well, you tell me, have you traveled around to the southern face of this town or fortress to check the gate? Probably not. Okay. Yeah. It, it, but the wall is broken enough. You can just walk in. Like, yeah. It, it's maybe like carefully climbing up a little rubble and down a little rubble. Like, it's it, there's there's not much wall to keep anything out these days. Uh, if any guys wants, I can just uh, sneak up, take a quick peek, and get a better look before we all start moving in. Ah. Yeah, do do that. That seems like a better idea than just blandly walking in. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm actually going to throw that new little shield I got on, since I'm now proficient with shields. Throw the hood up and start stealthing my way in. Okay, make a stealth check. That's a 28. Okay. You're moving very quietly. You stick low to the ground, um, moving a little slower, but great skill and precision. How far in past the wall do you want to get? I want to start at the wall, just kind of get to it and peek in first, just okay. to see if there's any movement or lights. What's your passive perception? Passive is 18. Okay. You make it to the edge of the wall, and you you peek around the corner very carefully. Um, looking in to the fortress area, you can see that this, this area is where the... There are some low buildings that sit beneath the one story. The walls were about two stories, right? There's some one-story buildings here. Most of these buildings have been burned. Um, many of their roofs are completely gone or destroyed long ago. 
And if they haven't fallen from initial fire damage, it's been the ages and, and ages, years since that have not been kind to these buildings. You don't sense any movement, um, not in a creepy way. You do sense maybe some rats, like the little movement along those lines, but nothing that is uh, looks dangerous or aggressive at this point. You make me a, uh, I guess make me a history check, please. Natural 20, that's a 26. Okay, great. It's difficult to notice or really piece it together um, because they're just remnants, but your mind starts to fill out what sort of the shapes of these buildings were. You can tell where the stables were, just sort of from the framing of them and the, the barn nearby right you can um tell where the the barracks were um you can see deeper in getting closer to the castle um there are some other homes or or smaller buildings you suspect were either for like support staff or um other i would say you know farmers or, or people that support the fortress right and it looks like anything that, that wasn't... This was all very much laid out in a grid. It was built for ease of navigation. And you can tell that... That ease of navigation... Um, was utilized by the enemy once they had breached this wall. Right? You can see that there are some makeshift um, barricades that are sort of thrown up into, uh, look like have been shattered, tossed off the edges of the, sh of the street, you know? Everything that you can sort of see in here does have sort of a, a reminiscent um, dragon motif. Um, the bits of it that you can you can see, right? That is so present that even through the destruction, it is still clear. All right, so the city itself, when we saw before, had that elvish appearance, but getting closer now, it's more draconic appearance. I would say that it's, um, yeah, it is more draconic. The, the similarities are in the sweeping curves, and, but they're, like, that's about it, right? There are no trees that um, there are no trees that are grown into the the walls or the woods or anything along those lines. All right, music, chill out. Really started to pick up on that that note there. Good lord. Um, and so you know, if you stripped the elvish architecture that you're familiar with down to the bones and you removed all of the um natural motifs and you replace them with 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 scales and draconic motifs the base architectures have some similarities 
right? But um, so that's why you could make that mistake at a distance. All right. I'll just carefully step through mm-hmm. just to see if anything pops up. Just getting ready to jump out if anything does move or come out. Make a perception check and use your passive as a floor. 23. You very carefully step one foot across the threshold of the wall creeping low eyes peeled ears you turn your head ever so slightly nothing and that's where we're going to take a break so we're going to take a uh, a quick 10 minute break thank you guys for hanging out with us we will be back in just a few minutes but until then Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Ah, I remember this time. Uh, I'm Cole, playing Olorun Dawnseeker, the uh, ASMR Oath of Glory Paladin. I'm Megan. I'm playing Saride Landir, the Eldrin Glamour Bard. I'm Eric. I'm playing Sirak, the Horizon Walker, Arakaka Ranger. Howdy, y'all. This is Maz. I'll be playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. And I'm Kez, and I'm going to be playing Treasure Nightcrafter, the Tiefling Fighter. Okay. When last we left our heroes, you guys had come across a mysterious unmarked fortress uh, filled with draconic imagery that seems to have been um, attacked, destroyed, suffered some bits of ill fate. Some time ago, the um, extent of its destruction still unknown to you as Tauroth is just making his way towards the edge of the city, having barely set foot within its walls. Sirak had a few moments earlier, um, a bit earlier, sensed within its walls both the undead and presence of fiends. Those are the lower planes. Possibly within its walls. Hmm. Possibly within its walls. Yeah, it gets it gets one mile. It doesn't give me direction. Hmm. All right. So, Taroth, you step in to the area beyond the um, threshold of the shattered wall eastern face of this this fortress. You can see it was um, a place that both housed and operated. And you can see that there was a, a clear-cut path to the castle itself, its own, the primary fortress, um, built into the, the edged walls of this castle. What would you like to do? All right, well, I set foot inside the walls and nothing seemed to kind of pop out at me. Nothing yet? Hmm. 
how far is the nearest house or building? From the wall, it's about mm, 25, 30 feet to the nearest, mm, you wouldn't call it a building. You would call it a remnant of a building, but there is a bit of a wall you could duck behind. Yeah, I'll just quietly make my way over and just see if I can just start getting better looks around. Mm -hmm. Just see if... Basically, I'm looking for any sign of life or unlife, I guess, if there's undead nearby. Sure, sure. Just any, anything that might be a threat. Mm -hmm. make, a, make a perception check for me. Well, you had made one just before break, right? And what it was a twenty, like a twenty-three. 23? I think I can reroll yeah. if you want. No, twenty-three sounds about right. Um, and and you don't, you don't sense anything moving or see anything moving from your vantage points. There, the floor here has been overgrown with, with a fair amount of grass, right. You do see little rodents, or or you you hear the movement of the, of the grass. You know what I mean. Um, but like I said, nothing menacing just this far in. All right. Uh, I figure I'll just a couple minutes, just kind of looking around, just carefully peeking around. Mm -hmm. Maybe see if there's like another little section of wall to kind of move to, to kind of peek around. Sure. You, but... you can carefully begin to work your way a little deeper into the fortress area. Um, so as you do, keeping low to the ground, moving quietly, and using the grasses that you've become pretty accustomed to to help um, camouflage you as you're moving into this fortress. Being, it seems to be in the midst of being reclaimed in some ways by nature. Many of these outer buildings the wood's been uh, sort of mossed over. The parts that have been burnt are, are sort of being eaten out by um, termites and, and sort of hollowed in from within. There, there is life here. Um, not the life that built this place, to be certain. But you do see that there, there, is, there are some signs of, of natural life. As you begin to creep in, the fortress itself is pretty large. You know, I would say it's you know Hamlet sized at least. There, there were, were uh, there was a community that lived and worked in here, in support of here. And as you begin to you creep one more building forward, and looking around, nothing dramatic, nothing dangerous, nothing overly hostile you creep further a little a little more one more building in and as you look down the path you can see that it is near the castle itself near the the actual stone um structure the piece that you had seen in the distance that is where the grass has failed to grow, where things look not pristine, um, but where 
nature has avoided. And you feel relatively cautiously optimistic and safe in in and among the the these outer buildings. Um, you get the sense that the greater danger is truly within the the castle and the fortress itself. All right. Uh, seeing that little patch of nothing happening, I'll just start making my way back to the wall quietly, carefully, mm-hmm. hop on over and go back to everyone else. Okay. Sounds good. You make it back safely. All right. Uh, so I got some good news and I got some weird news. Good news. Well, the good news is, uh, ain't nothing living in there that we can't really, we don't even need to worry about. Like maybe some bugs, probably some rats, nice and easy stuff. So, I mean, if we get inside, hey, it might make for a good place to hunker down for the night. Weird news. Uh, you know that big old tower that kind of caught our attention the first time around? You know how, uh, well, this might be something from back home, but if you find a good little spot of grass, you don't want nothing to grow in. You kind of just throw a bunch of salt or stuff on there just to kind of kill the ground. Yeah, that's kind of what's happened over there. There's something by the base of the tower, uh, ain't nothing growing. So, I mean, and tower just looks kind of confused right now. The tower itself, uh, a little scary, but the other buildings, I mean, we might be able to hunker down. As long as we stay away from that tower. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. A building would be nice, like a roof over our head in case it starts to rain. And if anything gets any, you know, gets kind of shifty, I can try and use divine sense and figure out you know, a little bit, try and pin down locations so we can try and keep an idea of if there is anything in there. I mean, I think if we're going to stay here, we need to definitely, we need to definitely have watches. Um, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily trust this place, but I'm kind of curious as what happened here. Is there any kind of... You said it was draconic. Do I see anything that looks like writing around that perhaps I could read? You're outside the um, the wall right now. So if you'd like to go inside and make a investigation check, I will say the damage to this place is pretty extensive. So there's nothing um, immediate or obvious from this distance. That's fair. I, I will, since Talroth said it is a little safer safe for like mice and things like that, um, Treasure will kind of carefully get make her way over the rubble. Okay. And look around to see if there's anything that looks like it might be written in Draconic that she could translate for everyone. 
at least okay. figure out a little bit about this place. Make a investigation check. Seventeen. You look about a bit. Um, there's not much in these first few buildings. Um, you're you're really just piecing together notes and and little hints and clues that are um, just confirm what Talroth had uh, sort of supposed about the purpose of each of these buildings and such. So it's it's not um, it's not tremendously new information. Um, Again, a lot of this has been destroyed, grown over, broken apart. Uh, you don't see much paper or parchment that looks like it's survived. Uh, a lot of the roofs have been mostly destroyed. Uh, there's not much to protect the insides of this area from from um, the seasons. So with that knowledge, uh, she is going to try to venture just a little closer to the tower to see it, what Talroth had talked about, where the area, the patch where nothing was growing, and to get an idea of just how far away is probably best to stay away from it. Okay. Yeah. Around the keep looks like, I'll say within about 20 feet of the front door and all the way around in in all in a near perfect circle or radius from that from that keep uh you you see that nothing's stepped across that threshold right and even you are i'm gonna say probably 60 feet from that fresh threshold at this point and about 80 feet probably from from the doors of this keep um Yeah. So with that confirmed, um, besides obviously keep, which I imagine still looks pretty intact, is there any other buildings that look like they could house us tonight that are pretty intact? So the keep looks like it suffered a fair amount of damage. Um, some of the upper floors on these outer towers have been shattered and destroyed. Some of the walls are broken down. There is more roof on the keep, but I will say, not the nearest building to the keep, but the second nearest on sort of the northern face, about a building away from the northern wall. There is a there is a building that looks like most of these buildings suffered fire damage. Most of these buildings were burned to some extent. Um, even just the fire spreading. But that one looks the least burned or relatively unscathed by the flames.
Okay, gonna uh, approach that building, of course, carefully, because we still don't know if there's somebody there or somebody here. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be okay if I'd be kind of shadowing Treasure? Like, not like sure. right next to her, but maybe 20, 30 feet behind her, just being back up? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can do that. Uh, gonna give a good peek into the building. See if there's if I see any movement or if there's extensive interior damage. Okay. As you peek into this building, it doesn't look like it was burned inside at all. What it appears to be it appears to have been ransacked, for sure. A lot of this has been sort of chopped and broken and, and, and split. Um, one of the things you... Make me an investigation check. And, Tauroth, you can either assist or make your own. I will assist. So, advantage. Okay. Thank goodness for advantage. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. either a natural 2 or a 15. 15. Okay. One of the things you do notice is that the doors to this building uh, were out in the in the street in front of them. Um, doors that would have opened into the building sort of blown outwards. Um, so it looks like whatever happened happened within, within the building. Um, this building does have a slightly taller roof. Um, you were sort of expecting vaulted ceilings of on this this roof but um the roof looks actually pretty short um it looks like there's some there was some sort of upstairs uh there aren't stairs but there is a a ladder um towards sort of the northwestern corner of this building otherwise the layout is pretty open you can see that there are there's a place with a chimney for a cooking fire Um, there are some dressers that have been overturned and tossed and and armoires uh one that was near the door that that you sort of had to step over that's definitely been battered and bashed uh since then there is a broken bit of roof towards the southeast corner but um, over towards that ladder does seem to be pretty um, it's broken through the roof and, and clearly the floor above it like the, you can see the sky in that southeast south, southeast corner but the northwest looks pretty solid uh, gonna glance back to Talroth kind of nod and head towards that ladder, which I'm guessing is going to be like an attic type space. So it's more than an attic. Yeah, it's it's kind of think like a um, like a loft would be, right? But like a, a live-in loft. And you can tell that the, so the roof on this place is not this, it's just the one side. So there's so there's plenty of room to stand on on one end, and then as it gets sort of into the steeper into the shallower area, there are some beds uh, that are that are set up there 
right? The this place looks like it's taken perhaps the least amount of destruction and and damage. The beds have kind of been tossed and flipped and and scavenged through for sure. Um, but they're not broken. They're not shattered. Nobody took an axe to them or anything like that, right? There are some foot lockers, um, some chests, some some dressers. It looks like it was a place for people to stay. Maybe not people. Maybe wouldn't call this like a hotel, but maybe a place that um, visitors were put in for for a few nights. Like a bed and breakfast kind of place. I would think less commercial, a little more. Um, guest house? Yeah, yeah. Go with that. Okay, Treasure's gonna turn back to Talroth. I, I think this is about as good as it's gonna get. If you wanna grab the others, and I'll try getting the beds right. Alright, uh, I'll be right back. Just <laughs> be careful, because this is a little spooky. Eh. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'll be back. All right, so I'll just run out to get everybody. Okay. Hey, uh, do y'all want to try to leave the cards out here, come through the hole, or maybe see if we can get a gate open, or see if there's any gate open, and just bring the cards in right up front? Do we need to bring the cards in? I don't think so. I think they can stay where they're at. Sorok? Reapers can keep an eye on them. Boss, I don't think he's going to be a whole lot of use once we get in there. You'll never find him. This is true. Speaking of being afraid, and <clears throat> I want you to know that I'm I'm not, but maybe we should, if we're going to investigate this, like, tower thing, maybe we should just wait till sunrise to do it. Like, just an idea. I think we're investigating it to see if we can sleep in it. The the big tower? The big tower? No, we, uh, I ain't going near that tower tonight. I mean, we're at least looking for a place to kind of hunker down, just get some shut-eye. I mean, Treasure's, Treasure's already flipping a few beds in, uh, I think it was like, I think she called it a and b Sure. Um, we can try to look at the tower in the morning if we want to. But I, yeah, I think for tonight we just get some sleep. We can leave the carts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with that plan. As you guys are making your way into the inner workings of this, do me a favor and make perception checks. Would that be myself included or not me? Not you. Well, yeah, no, actually you. Go ahead and make me one as well. Okay. 
I have not rolled higher than a 12 all night. That's a 9. Dirty 20. 23. 10. 16. As you guys are making your way in to the area, um, not you, Kez, those of you that are that are walking the streets. You don't so much hear anything, except for Oleron. You need a ten or higher, so pretty easy. You sort of feel this odd vibration in your chest, in your ears. It's it's the feeling of slight discomfort that hits when you're at a red light and somebody maybe two cars back is a very serious subwoofer. You can't hear it. There's no music. There's no beat. But there's just the vibration sort of hits you. Is it coming from the tower? Uh, you had a 20 and a 23. The, those those of you at 20 and above, I would say, yeah, you, you do feel like it comes from... It's not a tower. It's a keep. It's a castle. It's... it's it, tower is just a tower. Keep is boxy and has other things to it, right? <laughs> but, you know. Just want to make that clear. I don't want people to think, ah, we only got a tower to go through. No, it's... They're, it's it's full on castle slash keep. So yes, it is coming from there. Cool. Um, just gonna go to where we're staying and start setting up for a watch. Okay. You make your way inside. You step over the broken armoires and and sort of you see the the dregs and the rattled uh, bits of wood and splintered walls. Um, you're, you can hear Treasure overhead, her hooves on the hard wood as she's flipping beds and, and sort of um, putting frames back together, dragging things a bit, you know, around. Tough to be quiet when you're manhandling bed frames, just from experience. Um... <laughs> So, you you get up there. You guys do begin to settle in. Is there anything, any special actions or precautions or things you guys would like to do? In the southeast corner, which is the lowest sort of slope of the, of the roof over there, you can uh, tell that there is um, a hole, right? Uh, about the size of like a larger platter. It does, it's not going to let rain in on you guys or anything like that, but you can see it. You could look down through it. A weird, like, hole. Um, that feeling, have, have we or have any of us or have I had, like, have I felt something similar to that before? Like, have I ever... 
come across something of that nature, or no? I don't think so. Not 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 a, not from what I know of Sorok's history. So I'm gonna say no. All right. Hmm. Do you all want to get some sleep? Yeah, that'd um, be, that'd be good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, the first watch if that's okay. I'll take second watch. I'll take third. I'll take last. Okay. And I'm gonna flap up and I'm gonna perch myself on top of the roof of this building. Okay. In watch order, uh, make me perception checks using your passive as your floor. 14 plus 6 for a 20, so yeah, 21. Okay. That would be an 18 for second watch. Okay. 18 for third. That's a two for the last watch. What's your, what's the passive on your... your... Uh, 10. 10, okay. These digital dice are kicking my butt, guys. I need to stop <laughs> using them. This is out. This is ridiculous. Mr. Rock, as you perch up on the top of the building, you keep your eyes peeled towards the keep. The minutes pass slowly. And every time I you... feel that feeling the whole time? No. Okay. No. You haven't felt it since you guys were were walking through the street. It only lasted a couple of seconds. Okay. Enough to catch your attention, but not enough to persist. As your bird eyes scrutinize every inch of that key. Through one of the windows, about the third floor, you swear you see something move. Some sort of shadows. Large. You suspect winged. Bipedal, make out a head, the horns of which are the most distinct part. The horns are what catch your attention as they curve out and then up. Yeah. And back together, almost, almost to a point. You shake your eyes, 
and you look back and you keep them very carefully peeled. Doesn't cross that window again. At the end oh. of your... Go ahead. I, and I understand that I am asleep during this. Yes. However, one of Dawnbringer's effects is that if there is a particularly powerful uh, fiend, undead, or celestial that is within 60 feet of me, that my divine sense is automatically triggered. That is correct. You're barely within 60 feet of the front door of the key. But thank you for reminding me. That is a very important feature of Dawnbringer. I would have forgotten. Thank you. Sirak, your watch comes to an end. Okay. Wake up, Tauroth. Or what would you tell me? What would would you like to tell him? So, yeah, I'm going to wake up Tauroth, and I'm just going to be like, push push him on the shoulders a little bit. Ugh. Just having a good dream too. What? What, what, did, what did you shoot me for? What? 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 <laughs> okay. Um. So while I was doing my watch, I'm pretty sure I know I saw. I know I saw. Um, there was like a figure draped in shadows, but it had uh, it it had wings. It was bipedal, and it had horns that, that kind of came out and then came back together and up. And, uh... It was walking in the keep. Now, it didn't look like it saw me. It just kept walking by, and I kept my eyes peeled on that window, and I didn't see it walk by, but... Whew, I mean, there's something in there. You said it was inside the keep, right? It wasn't outside? Inside, yeah. Well, as long as he stays in there, I think we'll be okay. But uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. I'll see if I see anything. All right. Good luck up there. Thank you. And I'll just kind of make my way to the roof, hood up. I'll have I'll have that um, archer's shield on, and I'll have my short bow ready in hand. Okay. And just kind of sitting up there, just watching what and what did you roll for your perception check uh mine was an 18 total okay you watch for the hours you don't see any movement you don't see anything in the windows or on the rooftops nothing catches your attention your watch passes seemingly without incident All right, um, hop back inside. Just kind of wake up to ride. Fill her on the same thing. What did you roll, to ride? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. As you keep your eyes peeled, watching along the ways. You you think you hear the rattling of chains? 
and the snapping of bones? Snapping of bones. Rye. Reminds you of screevers gnawing on your day old uh, leftover chicken. There's a brittle snap. Okay. You reach the end of your watch. She'll message Olerin awake. I'll get up and start putting on my armor and uh, when it's done, I'll go out for kind of like a a watch transfer. Okay. So, yeah. any anything of note? Uh, you know, rattling chains, crunching bones, something in the third window. Maybe ask your girl if she senses anything going on. My 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 girl. What? Your sword. Oh well. I mean, I can do that myself. It's fine. I know. You're very good at doing things by yourself. Let's go on, then. I'll just kind of, like, look at her as she, like, walks. As she's, like, just kind of give her, like, a weird look, and then I'll use Divine Sense. Are you going to move closer to the keep, or you just, you're at the edge? The Your Divine Sense is at the edge. I'll drive him away if I have to. Oh, go on, get out. Get out of here. <laughs> Are you white fanging me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll uh I'll I'll kind of like walk a little bit closer to the to towards the keep. Not like super, super You gotta like, you gotta give it to me in feet, buddy. Because okay, yeah. if there's a hard uh hard range on your ability, um you gotta it's a it's a sphere, right? So you, you know, you gotta. It's you know the top of this place. If you were, do you want to try to encompass the whole thing? I don't know that you can. Um, are you trying to get uh, to the top floor, or are you trying? What? How much are you trying? I, to get? So I, I can get. Uh, it's my. So the range on it is sixty feet. So I want to try and get at least. I, uh, if I go up to the front door or the like the 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 front of the keep, mm-hmm. I can. Might be able to get a good idea if I if I catch yeah. anything. Yeah. Um. So, going to the front door. Looking at it from the front door gets you about halfway into the main body. There are two towers on the inside that you could probably encompass one or the other if you wanted to. The eastern or the western tower. Um, 
would you like to include one of those? I'd like to include the Eastern Tower. Eastern Tower. Got it. Okay. With 60 feet of height on your sphere, as you are approaching... Before you can, um, before you can personally trigger your divine sense, I'm going to say you're maybe because you have to kind of tuck in the corner, right, to get that tower in there and the front room. That's your plan. You're like, all right, if I get in that corner, I'm going to get get the tower. I'm going to get the main body, right. You don't know how deep it is. You're going to get at least half of it. You got a good plan here. As you get within about 15 feet of that corner, your divine sense triggers. Now, does yours give you a location, or does it just give you? Um... Uh. As an action, you cut out again. It, for some reason, when I press something, it would just automatically work. It it would automatically open something random. Uh, mm-hmm. As an action, you can detect good and evil until the end of your next turn. You can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell, mm-hmm. or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within sixty feet that is not behind total cover. Location. Okay, I'm going to give you the location of the strongest one because these guys are in fact behind total cover. For the most part, right? They're they're behind right. walls and stuff like that. Yeah, one of the things that Dawnbringer does is negate the total cover situation. Good. Tell you what. Glad I wrote that the way I did. Um you hear you feel it first in, in your soul, and then the light of Dawnbringer begins to beam as brightly as is as it can without casting the dawn spell right and you you hear in your mind oh oh Oloro. i don't think you're ready for this And Olorun, he he takes that to mean a lot. And what is it? Diabolic. is truly beyond my kin and that of my companions. Uh, make a insight check. Not using those stupid digital dice anymore. <laughs> Doesn't matter, because that's a four. 
you don't pick up on any any further subtleties. You don't feel like she's lying to you. But I, I will say that Dawnbringer, you perhaps could have found a little more minutia to, to the way they were communicating with you. But to answer your question, there are not many that... that ever stand well these avatars these walking instruments these players of the great game I might afford you some chance, but the diabolic is as crafty and vicious a foe. Has there any in the land of dragons ever faced? At best, you might bargain with her. At worst, well, well, not much more to be said. The avatars of this land They are engaged in a wicked, wicked game. Plays on this continent. Thank you, and I appreciate your counsel in this matter. And I know that for you to have some hesitation must truly be dangerous. Perhaps one day, with me in your hand and experience behind you, this would be more than a negotiation, but At this moment, violence, the violence you and your friends might bring upon her, would not serve you well. And I would pray that you not seek the bargains you might have to offer. Understood. So I will, uh, I will head back to where my companions are, and immediately start waking everyone up. Okay. As you as you head back, you notice that um, 
Dawnbringer shines in in almost a um, a more focused way than normal, as though she's attempting to obscure you with with her light. And the sun rises a little earlier this day, as Olarun begins waking you guys. Get up! Get up! We have to leave now. What? Get up. Okay, okay. What, what, did Screamers eat the horse? No, we are in a place that is incredibly dangerous. We have to leave immediately. Make a mark on the map. Understand where this place is so we always know what exists here? This is going to be one of them later us problems, ain't it? Yep. What is this? Something known only as the the diabolic. It is something that. That is most likely beyond our ken at this point in time. It even gave Dawnbringer pause. Well then, shit, we should go. At that point, Treasure's getting fully dressed, tying on her armor. Explain it on the way. Sarai's helping Treasure get dressed. While that's happening, I'm just going to pull up the map of everything we have and just quickly scrawl on it, and I'll flesh it out later. Okay. Which is actually what I was going to ask. Where on the map is this? I, where are we? Um, I marked it, and I will update it for you guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. It is um, about, about six days west of the Fortress of the Abyss. And each one of those uh, hexes is about a day's travel, right? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Does the diabolic ring any bells? Uh, you can make history checks if you would, if you would like, um, <clears throat> as you guys are packing and grabbing your grabbing your stuff. Fifteen on the history. Okay. Natural one. Dirty twenty. Twenty-two. Um, natural 20 and a 22 oh dirty 20 dirty 20 okay dirty 20 22 I will say that um, you've heard locals when you were back in um, when you were back in Dorian's Dawn. People that lived in Lipdrocht, Lipdroctian locals. And um, Talroth, you, you would you would have heard this phrase. 
right? Um, I'm trying to make sure I say it right. I apologize. When you're talking about making a deal, there's a um, local phrase about um, about willing to do a diabolic. And it goes hand in hand with the other what's um, another turn of phrase, right? That it took a diabolical deal to keep the dragons out of lip dropped. And as you guys think about it for a moment, this is the land of dragons. This is lip dropped. You have never seen a dragon. Not here. Nor are there any bones of them or remnants in the um, museum of the Magnus Exploratorium. Closest thing to a dragon you've seen is a wyvern or the lizard folk that worship the adamantine scale. Never saw a dragon. Really quick. As we're heading out, is there anything on the ground or something like, I don't know, um, some kind of trinket, piece of armor, weapon, just anything that would indicate like this location or maybe something with script on it? Or You can make an investigation check if you want to take the time to find something. This uh, guest house is perhaps the best best place you would have to find something like that. Uh, that'd be a 16. 16. Um, you grab a... You grab a... Um, I'm going to call it like a pendant. Maybe it was some sort of badge or something like that. Um, and later on, when, when ready, a treasure can sort of interpret or or, or um, translate it for you. I just mark that down. As you guys begin to make your way out in the early morning light, it suddenly feels a bit cooler on your skin and you can hear the rapid beating of wings and what looks like a darkening of the sky you you glance upward and at first you think it is a swarm of of bats the beating of the leathery wings is similar and you hear the laugh and the chuckles, the sneers and the snickers. 
and you recognize tiny taunts of imps. I'd like all of you, as as you're running, I'm assuming, now, Yes. I would like all of you to make athletics checks. In book order, please. Finally, a 22. 13. 14. Okay. 16. Okay. Uh, one second, because I am terrible at math. It is 8 plus 14. 22. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I will say that um, Saride stumbles a little bit, perhaps her dress catching on some of the debris beneath beneath the grasses, and Olarun and Treasure are, are both there to sort of hoist her up, make sure she doesn't she doesn't fall. And um, as you all continue to usher yourselves, dashing out, I will say, Sirak, you, you think better of flying at this particular moment, keeping your wings tucked in tight and, and um, you know, chicken... What is it? Chocobo, chocobo running. Chocobo... <laughs> I'm still, I'm still running with my hands back. I'm doing like yeah. a ninja chocobo yeah, run. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Got a Naruto chocobo, right? Yeah. Naruto. <laughs> you just as I run by. Naruto. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> um, as you guys begin to crest the wall, the the imps all sort of let out this this odd chorus of cackles, and as. Do any of you glance back? No. Okay. I probably do also. Okay. So, so I th- don't glance back, but I do flip them off. Okay. <laughs> they, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when you flip them off, they, they laugh a little harder. Um, but as you guys crest the wall, those of you that have looked back, you see them like a murder of crows perched on the roofs and on the walls and filling the available spaces for them to have sort of settled in and gathered um, to tease and light in your fear. They They give no chase once you break the threshold of the walls. You guys make it to your carts. You jump on them. Um, your your friends and compatriots ready to, to ride. Um, I'm sure Olorun with your your steed, right? Uh, was there anything else you wanted to do, Olorun? Um, just kind of like once we once we're all outside of the threshold, be like, well, I'm glad we left the carts out here. Um, well, oh no. Okay, you all froze for like a half a second. We're back! Um, and then I would say, but this is a place that 
cannot be allowed to stand. Then we can come back and we can crush it down later. But we're not strong enough to now. We have other things to do. So come on. Get on your horse and ride! <laughs> and then I'll get on Zephros and ride in a magnificent fashion. Absolutely. And it, and it is magnificent. Um... You guys ride hard. You press the beasts for all they're worth. I I do have a question. I'm sorry. How long does it take to learn a new skill? Ten weeks minus your intelligence modifier. Not for adventuring skills. Uh, you can learn tools and languages, but you you have to multi-class or take feats to learn adventuring skills. What is considered so would because I'm studying um, uh, land, I'm studying vehicles. That, is that v- vehicles are a tool, vehicles, okay, and vehicles so. count as tools. Yeah, they, okay, they, my... they behave the same as tools, but okay. animal handling is is a skill, is a specific skill. Thank you. Yeah, all right. I just I want to, I'll need to get with you to find out how much time I've been able to put into that and whatnot. Okay, yeah, yeah. sounds good. Still practicing. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You guys have to stop after about 30 minutes, an hour. Um, Horses just can't, you know, sprint for more than a few minutes at a time. That's just truth. But you're clear of the sight with Castle Diabolic by the time you're able to stop. You catch your breath, you water your horses, giving them the rest that they need. What would you guys like to do? Cry. <laughs> I am going to take a few minutes and just accurately mark it on the map. Not going to name the city, but just mark a, like, TBD or something. Absolutely. Yeah. I got it marked down for you guys. Mark it TPK. (laughs) That was deeply unsettling. Yeah, that was a interesting little uh, uh, what the shit we got ourselves into again. I say we didn't all um, we didn't really almost die, so I take that as a win. Things to scratch off the bucket list: sleep in a haunted town. Check. So that's the. I look. There's got to be something weird about us in particular, because if I'm not mistaken, that is the third mythical, legendary figure we've we've run into. We've um, met the spell. We've met the spelljack. We met Affle the awful, and we just. 
if Dawnbringer is to be uh, believed, we just lost him. Like, he just disappeared. Uh, if Dawnbringer is to be believed, then we've just had a run-in with the Diabolic. And now we're headed to the Forge. Like, how many people are able to have this many encounters with these figures? Well, you just said we must be an odd bunch, and uh, I don't know if all of you looked in the mirror, but... uh. <laughs> Um, something that kind of got my attention a little bit from the uh, discussions. Uh, and I'm gonna pull out that deck of cards that I've been playing with. Uh, Sarina, we might need to have a chat with a uh, certain Wyatt about uh, a couple things. What do you need to talk to Wyatt about? Gaming, gaming, just. Uh, uh, something might be there. My, what are you, what are you on about? Well, the, the uh, um, who was it? Who would have mentioned about the great game when it came to the diabolic? Um, that was Dawnbringer. That was Dawnbringer, but it's up to Cole if he shared that information with you. What information? You guys cut out for a bit. I think I'm having a, some small internet connection issues. He was asking about um, who had mentioned the great game, and it was it was Dawnbringer. She told it only in your said it only in your presence, uh, psychically to you. You didn't really have time in the in the great scurry to to vacate to to go into great detail. I so I'm saying it is it's up to you, Cole, whether. They have you have taken the time to recount in a near word for word fashion the conversation you and Dawnbringer had. I do think that like as I've as I calm down from like the fear and I'll start mentioning like you know, going off of what um uh, Velxer said and and what Dawnbringer said and kind of like everything that's his it was once again the great game was mentioned oh dear I believe we may find ourselves in something much bigger than more than just kings and, and emperors and such. I don't know about you, but uh, I think I'm kind of itching to get back on track with the forge and meet up with everybody else. I think that might be best, honestly. 
and uh, Sarai to, I think next time we have a bit of a chat with Wyatt. I think I might want to be uh, involved in that one. Why do you want to start learning how to play chess? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if chess is going to be the game for me. Uh, and I'll hold up the deck of cards, but I have a feeling that these might be connected in some way. Of course, whatever you want, I'll do it. Oh, can you get me a bottle of whiskey in the meantime? She'll walk over to one of the barrels and start looking for one. Yeah, you can find one. I was going to look very confused for a second. Just thank you. She just keeps staring at the tower. Excuse me. The keep. The keep. Keep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The castle diabolic. Oh, are the horses better? Yes, when you, yeah, you guys wait long enough for the horses to, to recover. Um, and you continue on, on your path. Uh, unless you guys have anything you would like to do or discuss, I think that is a good place to end for the evening. Um, but it's up to you. You, you do still have other people that are, the NPCs that are around, if you want to try talking to them, but it's up to you. I did want to try talking to Screamers and kind of asking him my same question. Okay, yeah. You, um, ask Screamers the question. Yeah. Uh, Screamers, I have, a, I have a question for you. Okay! Now you're very learned and wise in history, correct? I am! Yes. Good. Wonderful. Um, historically speaking, how many how many times have people come in contact with um, the mythical figures of the land of Lickdrock? Just like how many times do they actually like interact with people? Oh, ah. hmm. <clears throat> Because you were there when we met the Spelljack. You were part of that team. Yeah. And then, you were, and then you were there when we were meeting Affle the Awful, when we were taking everything up at Felkser. And now you're here again, and we've met something quite diabolic in this. And I'm, I'm wondering, Screamers, how many, how many times... Does this normally happen to people here? Hmm. It's a little hard to say. <clears throat> Mostly because different cultures encounter them different, given different names. These is the common way. But depends on the time must remember, when I was 
Oh, my 30s. The tyrant led a whole nation for like a decade more. All the hobgoblins under one flag. That was the tyrant. So he was like, uh, you know, he was there. He was there a lot. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you guys of the Republic, you had the Wanderer who wandered over and was like, Tyrant Bad. So, you know, that was pretty there. Different cultures run into them a lot or a little. And some of them like more cultures than others, right? Spelljack, they say it was Elven. Had Elven King. Don't think that's true. Too cool for elves. But it seems like when either a bunch of people feel really strongly or when there's something really important happening in Lickdrock, there's one of those. They say it's their uh, destiny or fate. Everything in Lickdrock is um, gonna happen because it happened. Or it has to happen. But I think that's people just not taking responsibility for themselves. It's really easy to be like, well, that had to happen. Scribbers knows that did not have to happen. Because Scribbers wasn't there if it did. So, you know. That's how you live to be over a hundred. hundred and four? Five? Something like that. It's important. So they, they're about, yeah. And there's like a few dozen of them. No. Dozen? No. That's like 13, I think. But they change. They can change. Well, uh, I think that kind of, uh... Tough to keep up with the names, you know? People yeah. changing them. And sometimes, like if you kill them over here, they pop up over there. It's something else. Weird. So they're never quite gone. Not in Lick Dropped. No. No. That's why we don't have gods. Don't need them. You have, yeah. You know? If you believe enough... Then, some like really awesome guy is gonna show up, and they do crazy things. We don't always know why though. Sometimes they do things because the people want to do the things, and then sometimes they make the people do the things because they want to do it, right? But it's never, it's never, it can never all make sense, you know? Used to be a lot of cobalts. Not a lot of cobalts now. One of them wanted to be one of cobalts for dragon reasons. 
Didn't remember. But, um, yeah, Screepers couldn't. Screepers didn't have time for none of that. That's why Screepers is alive. That's why most of the Kobolds are dead. I think now they do that with Lizard Folk. It's better that way. Lizard Folk, real superstitious. Lizard Folk, um, do whatever you tell them. That's I want it. Want to be the dragon. Ah, being dragon's overrated. <laughs> but yeah. It's, um... It's weird. Yeah, I just... I find it weird that we've run into so many. That's all. You don't... They don't try to hide. Then why would they? They don't need to. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah! Of course. Besides, they need people, you know? It's weird if they're by themselves. What are you gonna do? Wander around? That's how you get that stupid power. Mm. Who wants that? Be lost all the time? Terrible power. The wander. <laughs> right? I'll tell you. Yeah. Why don't you get back to driving? Thanks, Reapers. Okay. That's a lot of information. Screepers is very old. He has this very mm. particular point of view on everything. First of yep. all. Um, but but something he says does does sort of make sense. You, as you guys have seen, a lot of Lickdrocked is pretty wide open. Here in the central portion of the continent. Right? There are more cultures to the south. There are more cultures to the north. But... To make changes in, in the lands of Lickdrock, you need people. Even if you are one of these important avatars. And so you would suspect that they would congregate where people are. So having run into a couple of them makes a little bit of sense. Mm -hmm. The fact that you stumbled on one that's out in the middle of nowhere completely by themselves. That's perhaps the most interesting event. Good to know. Good, good, to, good to know. <laughs> I mean, that's. Uh, I think that's all I got. So. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thank you so, so much for hanging out. Um, we're going to call it a night. I, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. hope you guys enjoyed the game. Uh, I I did. It's always nice to see Screebers uh, back and around every every <laughs> little bit. So he is a um, he's a he's a fun guy to play. And uh, yeah, your your percentile rolls are are really odd. Um, sometimes you hit just the right set of numbers to run into, uh, some, some interesting things. So, um, 
I hope you guys are enjoying it, and I, I hope the mystery and sort of the world building that comes with it is um, is interesting to you guys. So thank you guys, everybody at home. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, if you are a patron, I will be doing A to Z monstrosities. We're going to be making blights. It's going to be fun. We're going to make a super blight, I believe. Um, so that's going to be awesome. And then uh, Caitlin might have a creative stream happening tomorrow night. It's going to be a very good time. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. We are going to see you guys next time. But until then, be cool.